0: Welcome Home, a podcast brought to you by John Houston Homes. Join hosts Chelsea Frazier and Whitney Pryor
1: as they walk you through the exciting adventure of your home buying and building journey.
2: Thank you, listeners, for joining us on the Welcome Home Podcast. I'm Whitney, and I've got Chelsea here with me. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. It feels so good to be back in the studio, and I know that we've got some exciting stuff to talk about today, so I know you've got some things you want to go over with us for sure. I mean, thinking about everything that we've talked about over the
3: past three years, two and a half, three years, it's... Kind of surprising to think that we still have things to talk about that we haven't talked about, but we've got lots of great ideas for this year. And just looking back, I pulled a few stats and I know how you like numbers. I love numbers. So I'm going to share a few numbers Mm -hmm. with you. Okay. So two years, 40 episodes, 4,700 downloads. This was what was really exciting to me. Three
2: continents,
3: 45 countries, and 578 cities. And that's
2: all people that have listened in to our podcast. Yes. That's crazy to think about. You know, when we started this journey, we weren't sure how it would go. It was a different form of communication and something that's kind of new to the to the industry. So right. to hear that and to know how many people enjoy and listen in and really get good ideas um, about their home building process is just really awesome to hear. Yes. Hopefully we've helped some
3: people along the way and educating and just being more at peace or feeling like building a relationship with them over these past couple of years. So yeah, definitely. Thank you listeners. Y'all definitely made it very enjoyable.
2: Yes. So who do we have on our episode um, today? So today, we're very
3: excited to have John Houston, CEO of the JH Family of Companies, joining us here in person. And over the phone, all the way from New Jersey, is our Chief Strategy Officer for John Houston Homes, Terry Travick. We kicked off last season with John and Terry and kind of just set the tone for the year. And we felt like that was really great information and nice for our audience to hear from John and Terry. So we wanted to do that again this year. And so we'd like to welcome to the show, John and Terry.
1: Hey, glad to be here. We're excited about it. I can't believe it's been that long either since you guys started this. And man, praise God that you're getting across so many different platforms to reach so many different people in so many different places. That's powerful.
3: It is. Excited. I mean, People in another continent obviously aren't going to be buying a John Houston home anytime soon, probably. But just to know, you know, some of the things that we talk about with our yeah. impact and how we are in the marketplace, I think that's pretty cool.
1: It is. Well, what's really cool about it, too, when I'm thinking about it is, is I remember early on when when the Lord had really laid this on our hearts to start a home building business to reach people of Christ and give the kingdom. He literally said, I never told you to sell a house. Mm-hmm. And that's what you guys are reminding me of today is you're not it's not just about selling the house it's about living life with people so that's mm-hmm. pretty
0: cool yeah i agree guys. uh one question on the statistics do you guys consider new jersey another continent or is that <laughs> just part of yes we do yeah
2: <laughs> i mean it's about the size of like a small metroplex here so <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely absolutely got to be with you guys
2: so the past two years in the construction industry have just been unprecedented. It's nothing that I think anyone could have forecasted or known would go this way with um, with the pandemic and how that's affected the housing industry. And I'm really eager to discuss with you guys what we've learned and what we kind of foresee going into this next year. Um, what are the biggest takeaways uh, for you guys personally over the past two years?
0: So there's been a lot of changes in the industry over the last couple of years, uh, notably what's going on in the supply chain. But importantly for the home building industry, we've also seen significant increase in demand. So it's those two dynamics that we've been in for the last couple of years. From a demand perspective, given where we're located, we find that people who want to get away from the city are more attracted to some of our locations, and we've had some record years. However. You think about the supply chain side; it has elongated our cycle times, and as a result, it's taking a lot longer to build houses. So we we've got to get used to both higher demand and uh, or a longer cycle time, and how to manage through that.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's those are great points, Terry. I think uh, you know a couple of things that that really stuck out to me as well is is just um, uh, the amount of pressure and stuff that it puts on your staff, um, the amount of pressure it puts on customers. And, and how are we going to, as a company, how do we lead through that, you know, um, both from a, a CEO level or, uh, you know, Ter- Terry also plays the role of COO for, for the home billing company. And, um, and when I think about that, you know, I can't think about how many conversations we've had about how do we make sure that we're taking care of our staff? How do we make sure we're doing the best we can to take care of our customers at the time, uh, knowing that in some cases we don't have all the answers? Um, because none of us have ever been here before, you know, and none of us have had to, to lead through a pandemic like we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, and, uh, and so for me, it's still a, a learning curve. And, and I think the other thing that was really that's really been sticking out to me is how, how important it is for us to be better operators um, and just continue um, to become more automated, more process and system driven um, and to streamline our pr- approaches to to make life easier and smoother uh, for our customers as well as our employees. So I, I think we're we're coming out of it actually stronger than we went into it, and I think that's really helped us. Um, and and I, honestly, I love to learn, and I love the challenge, and I hope we never quit getting better. Uh, and uh, so I've been really proud of our teams um, uh, and how everybody managed just really pulled up. Uh, pulled up their boots and, and man, just did whatever we needed to do to, to continue to deliver, but also continue to get better.
3: Yeah, you make some really great points. I mean, I feel like everybody just kind of had to shift and adjust literally every position. I mean, sometimes you had to be working from home, but we were lucky to have the infrastructure set up being with Microsoft and on Teams. And it kind of was there. Of course, there are hiccups along the way, but it kind of almost felt like just second nature to work from home or remotely or uh, offsite, you know, in a model home or something like that, because we we were all set up and ready to do that. And I think that speaks a lot to the the systems and the workplace systems, like how we communicate with each other. But even in just our, you know, our contracting system or our website, how everything talks to each other. I mean, we're, we're always, like you said, learning and wanting to do more and differently and better. But I feel like we have a great basis to to jump off from and just grow from. And I feel like every department is always looking for how can we do this make this a little bit easier or better or more life-giving, like make it simpler and not as hard.
1: It reminds me of, you know, when I was in college, which was a little while ago.
3: Like 5 years or so. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um it, you I always heard, you know, uh, in marketing they said it was location, location, location. And I've actually thought about this over the last couple couple of months over and over again and i'm like you know what i think in this market it seems like it's all about communication 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 you know, how well are we communicating with each other? How well are we communicating with our, our subs and suppliers? How well are we communicating um, to our uh, to our customers? So all across the board, you know, how well are we doing that? And so for me, that's that's one of the biggest things on my heart is how do we how do we even get better at that?
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. How do we
1: get that message even more clear? Um, and I'm talking about from me all the way through the entire organization and then back up. Uh, Because we've got to be able to hear what's going on out in the field. We've got to be able to hear what's going on in in the office with the builders, you know, um, and we need to make sure that's going both ways.
2: Yeah, I think that's my biggest takeaway through the past two years is, like Terry said, there's supply chain issues, but there's a growing demand. And what that's left for me and what I've seen with our builders and our sales team and the people out in the field is that they're having to over communicate. But over communicating has never caused an issue, right? So we might not have all the answers, but we're communicating to the people that we know, hey, we don't have the answer, but here's what we were expecting and what we're hoping for. And so that's helped with our relationships with, um, you know, the wonderful families that, that are purchasing homes, but also with our suppliers who are communicating to us about, you know, potential spikes in pricing. And so we're able to you know, deal with that on the front end and not have any surprises down the road. So, um, and you know, just from the beginning, you know, you guys as a management team and as an executive team started getting on teams and doing the videos with with the company, and that was so important to hear from you guys consistently, almost daily, um, and really push that message of communication to every person in the company, every trade that we deal with, every person that we see out in the field, and I think that's really helped us through the past two years good that's awesome Mm -hmm.
3: so our mission vision and culture are very much a priority and like whitney said we we never skip a beat on our uh, all staff meetings it just went from in person to virtual and so we continued that so we we know and feel that that it's a priority but how have we kept that a priority in the busiest and most stressful market we all feel like we've ever seen
1: yeah, you know, for me, I think it it honestly came down, and I think Terry will vouch for this. It, it actually came down to literally the first week of COVID um, when when everything really just blew up, you know, in the U.S. And, and all of a sudden, man, I'm literally getting calls from some of the top builders and they're going, what are you guys doing, you know? Um, And I'm hearing over and over again, people are putting, putting the brakes on, like they were stopping construction. You know, they were, they didn't know what they were going to do. I talked to one, uh, one company that they let a ton of their staff go um, immediately. And I remember we were literally that same week, you know, it was a Friday. We were having an executive meeting to go, how do we, like, what are we going to do? And uh, and it was all the executive team were sitting around the table and we're talking. It's been almost two hours that we're really processing what do we do. And then I just remember the Holy Spirit speaking to us and saying, man, you guys don't even know what the future looks like. You know, and it, it just kind of hit us. That's exactly right. We don't. Um, and so we just said, hey, you know what? We're just going to go pray over the weekend and then let's come back and talk. And so, for us, it really, that's where the shift was for us, is that we had to just go. And so, when we came back on Monday, literally across the entire executive team, every one of us, had felt like that the Lord was laying on our hearts. We weren't, we were to keep doing the same plan we had. Like, we didn't need to put the brakes on anything. So, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I'm saying for us, um, that's what worked. And so, it was literally that challenge of that's how we had to keep the first thing first, um, our mission and our vision that God had given us. And, and I mean, it starts with us, you know, and if we're not doing it, how can we expect anybody else to, you know?
0: When you're doing something with a mission, things will try to get in the way of that. You have to keep your eyes focused on the mission. Um, and that's what we tried to do. Did did we stop to reflect? Were we nervous? Were we afraid? Yes. But the point is when fear comes in, you go to higher power, which is what we did to get our answers. Um, And we know we're on a mission. Um, The pandemic was not a surprise to God. God didn't wake up that morning and say, oh, oh, no, there's a pandemic. He knows what's happening. And when he has a vision for you, which he has for our company, you just go back to him and say, you knew this was coming. So what's our role in this? What are we supposed to be doing? And as John said, after praying about it for over the weekend, we came back and we were all 100% in agreement that we were moving forward uh, and we are going to position ourselves to grow. When we had the big issue back in 2007, 2008, that was an opportunity for us to grow then in when, when a lot of people panicked. But again, we prayed about it and that actually put us in a stronger position by continuing to move forward. We saw that play out again in 2020.
1: Yeah, and you know, just... You know, while Terry was thinking, one of the things that I was thinking about was, you know, this went to 4,700 downloads, three continents, 45 countries, 575 cities. Man, the odds are you've got some people on here that don't believe in Christ, don't believe in Jesus. And that's okay Um, because that's that's what we want people to realize is really our heart and what God has really asked us to do. Because when we're talking about God, we're talking about Christ. Um, He just told us to love people and love them where they are. Um, so we're not trying to, we're not trying to talk anybody into anything. I want to make sure they understand that too. You just ask us a question of how do we do that? And so I think it's important that we do share how we do it. And that is how we do it. So for us, that's really what it's about. But, um, we, we also don't forget that, man, the only reason why I know Jesus is because of the love of Jesus. And it wasn't until I knew that, that I actually decided to to follow him. And so you don't have to be a Christian to work here. You don't have to be a Christian to listen to this. You don't have to be a Christian um, for us to build a house for you. Uh, But it is part of our DNA of of who I am, who Terry is personally. Uh, So it is very much a part of what we do. So um, hopefully that's clear.
2: Yes.
3: I think that as employees for each other, that makes it a really amazing place to work because you can be who you are at whatever point in your life you're at. If you're, you know, at a stronger walk or not as good as you could be. I mean, it's nobody's going to check you out the door and say, can't come in today. You, you need to, you know, get it together a little better. Like, no, we just we're People all in it together each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and love each other and, you know, help each other out, carry each other when we need to. And then somebody's going to carry you when you know, vice versa. So I think it's not just something that is said. I can say from personally, it's something that is felt and actually done. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah.
1: it's it's even our brand vision. You know, mm-hmm. we're really here to help people find their way home by being joyful, hope-filled, loving guides. Well, any of us can choose to do that.
2: So, speaking of reaching people, a huge part of our mission and culture is the opportunity to go on mission trips, both locally and internationally. We've had to pull back on that for obvious reasons in the past couple of years, but do you foresee us getting back out into those mission trips?
1: You know, yeah, we're honestly, we're, we're looking at going full speed ahead again this year. Um, we've got uh, multiple mission trips, both in the States and out of the States, uh, internationally already set up. And you guys will be hearing about those pretty soon. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. But it's also it's also been pretty cool. I mean, you know, we just had a team that got back from New Orleans. Um, and man, I talked to some people and how much that impacted their life and how how much they really love to serve uh, those families that were down there. And so there's still there was still a lot of stuff going on um, that was just part of part of what we do and a lot of times people like to serve locally they like to which we still do that we did that all the way through the the uh, pandemic um but people also like to go experience different different adventures in different places in different countries and uh different people Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah we're the plan is right now um even where we're at with Omicron is to to actually kick that off again this year so it's exciting there'll be a lot of
3: people excited Mm -hmm. about that yep yep i do love the local stuff for sure i mean it's there's something about being in your backyard and and the impact that can be had there and so to john's point also like we ne- we never slowed down on financial or even just time we just maybe had to shift instead of getting on a plane we yep. you know did something locally mm-hmm. sure yeah.
1: yeah yeah the cool part is you know um as an ESOP, which is an Employee Stock Ownership Plan that we moved to right before COVID, um, we've actually been able to increase uh, the last two years on the amount of outreach and missions that we've been doing. Um, so uh, in in 20, we actually did more than we'd ever done. And then last year, you know, with our our staff and and everybody's help and the Lord, obviously, we were able to even do more than that. So.
3: So, as we wrapped up twenty twenty one and strategically planned for this year, 2022, can you share some things that are ahead for John Houston Homes and the family of companies?
0: Yeah, we um you know we have uh, some um, long-term goals that we're trying to accomplish for John Houston Homes and a portfolio company. so we're we're constantly looking at ways to continue to grow. What we're doing right now is really uh, have some specific plans by business. Uh, I can talk a little bit about what we're doing. Tom, we, we're accelerating growth there, uh, both organically, and we're looking to bring in outside organizations to join us. We've done a couple of those very successfully over the last couple of years. Within Jay Houston Home, um, what we've done is we focus near term on just getting better operationally. And as John said, we've gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. Some of it was due to the pandemic. We had to become better communicators. We had to get better with some of our, our systems. Um, and we had to get better at uh, engaging our workforce along the way. Um, from a James and Home perspective, we have a plan of continuing uh, to grow at in excess of 20% a year. And we're doing that by acquiring a lot of lots, uh, that has positioned us for the future, and we've also continued to invest in the development of our people. Um, even recently, we we've had some significant changes in the organization to further develop our people. And then the other thing I will add from a portfolio perspective is our um, entry into the single family uh, um, attached or multifamily, if you into that segment, which uh, we had a pretty strong year, our first year, but we're positioned to really accelerate the growth there. And we've just recently assigned a president. Uh, Many of you listeners probably know uh, Jason Dotson to lead that part of the organization. We have a lot of good plans. And in fact, we're going to meet tomorrow. um, Our executive team and start, you know, praying about kind of how to continue to grow from here. So we believe if you're not growing, you're dying. So we want to just continue to grow uh, and, you know, we've been blessed to be able to do that successfully from a company that was at zero when John started in 2006 to now a company with with five major uh, segments of business and, you know, approaching a half a billion dollars of revenue. So we don't plan on stopping here. We'll just continue to grow that um, as long as we're alive yeah. and beyond.
1: Yeah, it's an, it's honestly a really exciting time for all of us, you know, and, um, and so for us, strategy wise, you know, Terry and and his team, uh, as far as uh, John Houston Homes have done a great job, um, positioning us where we're positioned right now. They continue, they've got some major strategic projects that, that are on the agenda for this year to get accomplished. And, uh, they're on track right now to, to do that. Um, uh, we've staffed for those, you know, so that we can get those things done. And, uh, and really it's, it, that's one of the biggest projects is to make, make life and doing business with John Houston homes easier and smoother and more efficient for our customers, for our vendors, our trades, and as well as for our employees. So that's, that's one of the biggest ones that I'm really, really excited about. But, you know, I'm also really just excited about our teams. Honestly, I look back and I'm like, man, I just feel like we are so blessed, you know, because the reality is, especially in a market like this, even you guys, everybody on our teams, they choose to work for us, right? Um, And man, what a blessing that is to be able to uh, partner with you guys on uh, what God is doing. Um, And we're just, I'm I'm honestly just humbled and thankful for our entire staff um, who actually choose to walk alongside us and run this race with us. Uh, but what's really cool about it, too, is is to see some of our leaders that have just really risen up, you know, not and not. You, you guys know us. We're not big on titles, um, but we're big on testimony. What are you showing us? Like, what are you doing? And to see some of our leaders just rise up.
0: And I'll just build on that a little bit before you go to the next question. You know, you you always face challenges in business and you always will. And you also have opportunities and I find if you're curious about the challenge and you're curious about finding a solution as, a, as opposed to having a defeated attitude or personality, then you will find a solution in every situation. And we've had challenges throughout this, since John started this business, but we're always curious about how to deal with that challenge. And I think it has seen us through. I would encourage the listeners out there: don't get caught up. And worry, don't get caught up with being seem big. Get curious about how you can do it different going forward. And that's worked well for us. And we'll continue to be curious. And we, and we invite you guys to be curious with us.
2: Yeah, I, lo- I really love that statement. And I think that, you know, like John said, the people choose to work here. And it shows. And the people that are on our teams always come with not, not a, a position of, here's a problem but here's a solution how can we make this better how can we how can we make this more efficient and work better in the future and i love that all of our leadership and and even down to the employees and the people in the field have that attitude of this isn't working but i have a i have an idea of how this can work and that just goes such a long way as far as attitude goes
3: oh
1: man makes a huge difference yes it's yeah powerful
3: yeah, and what a what great advice and challenge from Terry on just keep keep pushing through, see the good, see the positive because that's the case for your career and your home life. I mean, so many people have been through so much in the past 2 mm-hmm. years and it's really opened up some doors but then also been very difficult too. So I think what great advice just to keep pushing through, and keep our heads up and and see the positive and see all the great changes as a world that
2: we've been able to to do together over the past couple of years. So thank you listeners for joining us today on the Welcome Home Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed hearing what we've got in store for 2022. And if you have any questions or have any feedback or things that you'd like to hear us talk about on the next episode, feel free to give us a call at 866 Two nine eight one four one six. You can also visit our website at jhoustonhomes.com where we have tons of information for you um, to look over. And if uh, you want to join us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Thank you and have a great day. Welcome,
3: Welcome home. home.